Welcome to the Modern Software Factory for Government IT Modernization discussion sponsored by CA Technologies. Here's today's moderator, Jason Miller. Welcome to the discussion. My guest is Otto Berkus, the Chief Technology Officer for CA Technologies. Otto, welcome to the discussion. Hey, thank you very much. Before we get started, let me set some context for our discussion today. The growth and acceptance of Agile or DevOps or whatever we're going to call it today, really around developing software and tools across agencies is both surprising and welcome. Bloomberg government found in 2017 that spending across Agile services increased to $368 million in fiscal 2016. That's up from $242 million in 2015. Uh, that, and that's across the 40 biggest acquisition vehicles in government. And as we've seen within agencies, whether Transportation Security Administration or FDA, the use of Agile is growing. At TSA, for example, they've discussed plans to transform more than 70 applications into what they call a modern architecture through the use of Agile. Over at the FDA, they're going actually one step further. They've been using Agile, and now they're actually moving into what they're calling a microservices architecture. Now, within a microservices architecture, this is where organizations can build apps that are independently deployable, easy to replace, oftentimes organized around specific capabilities, and can be implemented using APIs and other automated processes. All these efforts are helping the agencies meet the goals of the Trump administration's IT modernization initiative. But at the same time, as we'll find out, there's plenty of work to be done. One big challenge is this one-off approach that we're seeing within agencies around contracting. They're each going to do their own thing versus going to a one centralized vehicle where they're going to get different types of efforts from vendors. So how can agencies find more success and more quickly using Agile DevOps? Well, again, that's where our guest comes in, Otto Berkus. This is the Chief Technology Officer for CA Technologies. Let's start at the beginning. There's a lot of talk about the need to modernize. Talk a little bit about how that need is really different than it was three years ago, five years ago. That's a whole different concept, Otto. It's a very different concept, and, and the needs today are radically different. Traditionally, technology has been really you know, kind of behind uh, uh, the firewall, focused on optimizing business processes. Today, with digital channels and digital delivery and APIs and ubiquitous uh, connectivity, uh, technology's customers are looking for modern ways to interact with, with services. And this creates uh, new demands on uh, technology to deliver value faster uh, with greater, higher quality and uh, better security as well. So it's really the need for speed uh, that is driving a lot of what we're seeing. We hear this often, oh, they'd be more like Silicon Valley, the Netflix of the world, right? The Ebays or pick and choose who you want. Uh, but really what this comes down to is for agencies to move off of the mainframe, for agencies to move off of client server, it can't just be a lift and shift. It can't just be a, all right, just throw it in the cloud and be good. There's got to be more of a plan. And that plan has to include this idea of, as you said, speed to delivery. There's no magic bullet here. And simply just moving workloads from one technology to another is uh, no guarantee that the end result will be more efficient or any better. So you really have to take a, you know, a, a true outcome-based approach and really understand the business value of the investment that you're going to undertake. So, you know, I think it's important not to simply pursue a, a technology because it happens to be in fashion. You have to really look at the end-to-end -end system, the architecture of what it is that you're you're delivering and ultimately make a value-based determination on 
where you invest and how you invest. Sometimes this comes down to sequencing. You know, the thing that you might do uh, two or three years down the road in the evolution of a set of products or services may be very different than, than the first steps that, that you take toward modernization. So you mentioned microservices. Sounds like Nirvana, you know, modular system where you can plug and play with different components and uh, the different pieces are insulated from each other so you have a less fragile architecture. That's great. But how do you take you know, an existing monolithic application and move it to a microservice-based architecture while continuing to add functionality and new features that architecture's customers are looking for. That's an evolution. It doesn't happen overnight. You have to have a carefully sequenced approach to um, that kind of evolution. And what you're really talking about here is this concept of agile, DevOps, whatever we're going to call it, where it's the old analogy of you know, changing the tire as the car is driving down 60 miles an hour. You have to know what you're going to do, when you're going to do it, and then do it, and then do the next thing. Talk a little bit about that agile methodology and how it's, you know, as I mentioned in the beginning, it's catching on. Agencies get it. It's catching on for a good reason, because it's a better way to approach software and technology evolution. Really? You didn't like Waterfall? I don't understand why, you know, everyone hates Waterfall all of a sudden. It works so well um, for so long. You know, it does work for some things, but it does not work for high velocity software development. And the great thing about Agile is that it gives you a mechanism to decompose a problem into bite-sized chunks. It ensures that you're constantly delivering, you know, new chunks of value, new pieces of value to customers at high velocity. And I've used the word customers a few times now. Agile is heavily customer-centric. It delivers something, measures the impact on the customer, to the customer, measures whether it has delivered the right value, takes that data and turns it into a feedback loop that delivers constant ongoing improvement. One of the examples uh, in uh, the book that I wrote about digital transformation actually calls out uh, the, the impact uh, with some case studies. For example, uh, Williams-Sonoma, which moved to, to agile uh, methodologies, went from you know one major release a year with a couple of minor updates to uh, a cadence of releases every three weeks, which suits its business and its business model which, you know, it's, it's an astonishing imp increase in, in how much value the, the company could de deliver to its customers in a period of time. Another example, again, in the private sector is PayPal. They moved to full-scale um, agile development across, across the board, across the entire business. And in the 18 months prior to that agile transformation, uh, they had rolled out three new products in the six months after at full-scale adoption, it had rolled out 58 new products and features. I mean, that's an astonishing improvement in efficiency and velocity. Now, the old rule of thumb is, yeah, that's good for private sector, but government can't do that. Government can't move that fast. We're seeing that's not true. Talk maybe you can a little bit about what you're seeing generally about your government clients and, and how they're adopting this agile approach. Software is software. Technology is technology. I, you know, I said there's no silver bullet here. And the challenges and opportunities that you know agencies and the public sector faces are 100% analogous to, to the private sector. There's an, a need for, for greater speed, greater, greater velocity, greater customer focus, uh, creating a feedback loop, greater efficiencies the move to, for example, cloud-based computing, 
the fundamental trends and approaches in response to them are, you know, I see very little distinction between the two. So do you get a sense that while we talk and use the example of Netflix or use the example of PayPal, I think that those, uh, your two examples of Williams-Sonoma and, and PayPal are, yeah. are great examples. Do you see that agencies can move that quickly? There's that risk-averse cultural change that has to happen too when we talk about, you know, not just moving off mainframes or moving off client server, but it's also, can we do it and can we do it this way? Do, do you get a sense that that culture change is happening? The challenge of culture change exists in in enterprises in the in the private sector just just as it does in the in the public sector people are people <laughs> changes change it's tough to navigate through and you know I'll, I'll give you an example from the private sector um, we did uh, a couple of studies to measure uh, and analyze some of the uh, some of the changes in uh, in the private sector and and kind of the evolutionary trends toward a more modern approach to software development. Two studies are Masters of the Software Factory and Voice of the Worker. So just as one little example, only 18% of folks in, uh, in enterprises strongly agree that their software development processes are documented and well understood. And guess what? You know, the first step to improving what you have is actually understanding what you have and step one is to say you know we're not going to fear change we're going to take a hard look and do a, an assessment of what we have you know whether it's good bad or ugly and use that data to fuel making some changes with what we do and how we do it i think you'd probably find that same percentage in the government as who do we really know what we have i think one of the big things that we've seen through the federal it acquisition reform act for tara and now through the modernizing government technology act is this really oversight by congress on Okay, you have to know where you're starting. If you that's want to right. modernize, if you want to make these changes, start with the software inventory. And, and that sometimes agencies go, okay, how do we do that? Do you find that it, when you go talk to clients, when you talk to your, your federal clients, do they know where they're starting from? Generally speaking, every agency is different. I get that. It's a little bit, frankly, mixed. And part of the challenge is that, you know, some of the processes and technologies that are in place have been around so long that no one's asked the question, you know, is this still important? Why are we, you know, why are we still doing it this way? You know, I think there's, you know, varying degrees of maturity in that, in that self-assessment. You know, the good news at the, at the highest level is that, you know, there is now a clear understanding that 75% of the $80 billion spent on IT by the federal government goes toward maintaining legacy systems. So there is broad recognition that, you know, we're not spending as many dollars as we can and should be on new value creating, you know, activities. But the question now, and, and the good news is that the U.S. House of Representatives, Will Hurd and Robin Kelly, led by bipartisan effort uh, to, that led to the IT uh, modernization legislation known as the MGT Act. So... There's been recognition of the of, of of the problem. There's been you know a, a a real response to the problem, in terms of legislation. The question now is how to take that and turn that into a vehicle uh, to to refresh uh, technology uh, writ large. And step one is inventory. Step two is to choose carefully those things that that you're going to change 
in in a sequenced way. I was going to ask you about what are some recommendations you have. So you kind of beat me to it. But at the same time, talk a little bit about when you look at the MGT Act, when you look at the opportunities that is for agencies, you know, we're talking about a bunch of small projects, one or two big projects that could have a big impact. How do you see the MGT Act really making an impact on, on agencies? It's going to be a combination. I think there's there's going to be some low-hanging fruit where you can you know, have some small projects that have, have real near-term impact. There are going to be some, some projects that are going to be multi-year efforts that will require multi-year focus and multi-year investment. Those ones, you know, tend to be a little bit more challenging, uh, frankly, uh, because you, you have to stick, stick with them. But, you know, so I think there's going to be a, a, a mix of both. The, you know, the, the pillars that I think, you know, are important to really keep at, at the top of everyone's minds is, you know, the need to move to more, more agile uh, approaches. So agile and DevOps and, and breaking down silos and uh, increasing customer focus, the need for greater automation. Again, going back to the number of dollars spent on simple maintenance of, of legacy systems, you know, how much of what's currently being done could be automated and made much more efficient uh, through modern automation uh, practices. And obviously, you know, trust and security, you know, are, are foundational. The challenges around uh, security will only increase over time, not, not decrease. And last but not least, you know, there's a real opportunity moving toward DevOps and Agile approaches to create a feedback loop with the technology that, that's being produced, to understand the value that's delivering, to understand where, you know, where improvements uh, could need to be made and to feed that back into into the development process. All right, Otto, you brought up one of my uh, favorite topics when we talk about Agile and DevOps is security. But first, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we can start talking about cybersecurity in more detail. You're listening to the discussion, Modern Software Factory for Government IT Modernization, sponsored by CA Technologies on federalnewsradio.com and 1500 AM. What's the government blueprint to solve complex IT modernization and cybersecurity challenges? CA Technologies proposes a software factory that can help government gain agility from mobile to mainframe, build better applications in a shorter period of time, design cybersecurity into agency DNA, and maximize application performance. Visit CA.com today and take a tour of our modern software factory to see how we can help your agency with your digital transformation. Embed security. Accelerate DevOps. Ensure agility. Government. Rewritten by software. Welcome back. You're listening to the discussion, Modern Software Factory for Government IT Modernization, sponsored by CA Technologies on federalnewsradio.com and 1500 AM. I'm your host, Jason Miller. My guest is Otto Berkus, the Chief Technology Officer for CA Technologies. Now, Otto, right before break, you, you mentioned two keywords, trust and security, when it comes to this idea of this modern software factory, this idea of Agile, DevOps. One of the things that I've heard time and again about the approach with Agile is you can automate, you can build in, you can take advantage of security. You know when there's a problem now versus the old waterfall approach that we made fun of earlier in the program where, oh, we have a problem. We're six months, eight months, three years down the road, and we're just realizing it's a problem. So talk about the, the role that security and automation and orchestration can play in this agile development world. You know, you touched on a key point uh, with one of the challenges with Waterfall, which was to wait until the end of the development process to then discover that you've got security flaws and gaps, and they have to go back all the way, you know, potentially to the design and start all over. So the key here is to really shift the 
application of security best practices and technologies as far to the left in the development process and in the development pipeline as as possible you know all the way from design through the actual you know development uh, of the code itself you know through to deployment one of the opportunities with with agile is to deeply incorporate security as part of the development process. So one of the terms that we're seeing emerge now with DevOps is DevSecOps. So really bringing security into the tent rather than leaving it as a post-process step, if you will, rather than leaving it as, you know, to the end, quite quite literally. The old built-in, not bolted-on analogy we've heard time and again, but getting that in there early on. And, you know, building security in uh, you know, from the very beginning through the entire process is going to give you better security because you will have more eyes on security, on security best practices. You'll have the opportunity to apply different security technologies through the d- development process itself. For example, you know, there are great tools out there today that allow developers to test that the code at the code level is secure before committing it to, to deployment or, or, or pushing it, uh, pushing it uh, downstream. So, you know, it's not no longer the case that there's a separate security group whose job it is to do security. Now, security is quite literally everyone's job, and it should be because it is so foundational to uh, building software that can be trusted. And one point about that as well is so much of it can be automated now I, I know I've done stories around the U.S. Citizenship and Immigration Service, and one of the things that they've done, for instance, is build in that automation. We test the code all the time, and if there's a problem, we fix it immediately instead of after the fact. Do you find that the federal clients are starting to, to trust that automation piece? Starting to, but you know, there's a there's a a lot more ahead than behind us uh, for for automation, and and that that applies, frankly, to the private sector as well. We're really just getting started with a full promise of automation. And we've used the term DevOps before. One of the central concepts to DevOps is to automate the process of developing and deploying code. So automation is, a, is an absolutely central concept uh, to, to DevOps. So it's, it's automating tools, it's automating processes, it's removing the friction from coming up with an idea to ultimately delivering it. As a, as a piece of value to customers. And then it also lets the developers and the agencies focus on the value side. We talked about value a lot. If they're worried about, well, can it do X, Y, Z, that, that's where they spend a lot of their energy. Now they can say, are we meeting the user's needs? I think that's the other big piece of automation. Correct, correct. And that's something that that can also be measured as part of the feedback loop with, with, with DevOps. Did, did we actually deliver the value that, uh, that that we thought we were delivering? And to really measure what you know how software is is actually being uh, consumed and used, uh, you know, from the user, which is uh, you know something that's essential for continuous process improvement. And this actually tags back to the beginning of the conversation when we talk about IT modernization, the changing the way agencies are really viewing this concept of IT modernization is by moving to iterative development, by, by relying on automation, all of this can have this downstream effect of 
look how quickly we are changing the services to citizen. And, and I think that's where this idea of APIs come in, application programming interfaces, because that's the key piece to, to changing it quickly. First, Otto, give us the 30-second the view or of what an API is, just in case if people aren't familiar with it, and then we'll get into more details about why they're important. First of all, make a distinction with APIs. When you and I are talking about APIs, we're talking about web APIs. And at their essence, APIs are a way for any system to exchange you know, data, to exchange information with a, a device or, or another system over the internet. And you know the amazing thing about APIs is that you know they're, they're they're global. You can be using an API could be on on the other side of the country. You know the server is on the other side of the country or the other side of the world. But APIs really flatten the way that systems can be connected together to deliver value. And they're really just pieces of software code as well. It, that's the that's what we're doing. It's 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 a the old term maybe was web service. I don't know if that's still considered the same thing nowadays, but it's the idea of two systems talking to each other. Correct. And it's it's a way to say, hey, I need a piece of data I, I, to request a piece of data from a, from a system in a completely consistent and, and clear way. And the reason why APIs matter so much as we talk about Agile and DevOps is that's what's the connective tissue between the citizen and the government, meaning I want to file my taxes, I'm probably, well, maybe not with IRS because that's a whole different discussion, but if I'm doing something in a modern technology way, I'm using probably, there's an API that I don't even know that's working. I'm absolutely certain that even with the IRS, you're using APIs or APIs are, are involved. They have their COBOL, they have their, <laughs> you know, old systems. Don't, don't, don't give them too much credit. But, but here's the, here's the cool thing about APIs. You can take, you can take an older system, whether it's COBOL, mainframe, doesn't matter what underlying technology or, or programming language it uses, put a modern you know, API interface on top of that and be able to continue to use the value of that system in a completely modern, flexible way. The key there is that why this is important about when we talk about IT modernization is there's not always money, as we talked about the MGT Act as an example, to just say, we're going to modernize this system, but an API can take agencies a step in that direction. Absolutely. And it can really surface hidden or trapped value that would otherwise just be perhaps written off as a quote legacy system. Talk a little bit about the other piece of this is this idea of API management too. You got to manage your APIs. If you write one and I write one and someone else writes one, how does that all work together? And all of a sudden, like with data centers, do we have 10,000 APIs and so, not, not a lot of value? <laughs> like anything else, uh, you know, APIs do require management. You can uh, imagine a situation where you go and write hundreds or thousands of APIs and all of a sudden you're exposing potentially highly sensitive data in an, in an unmanaged way to the outside world. Because that's what APIs do. They connect internal systems to the outside world. The security risks that come along with that are absolutely massive, and uh, you you do need a way to ensure that the APIs that you both consume as a as a system and and produce to um, users outside are managed in a safe and secure way. So, talk a little bit about what you're seeing from agencies around API management. Is that a concept that they start are starting to understand, or is that still something that maybe you see? You gave the example of William Sonoma or PayPal. That's more of a private sector trend that's coming toward the government. Department of Defense is a is a great example of 
a need-based use case uh, using API management. So they use API management to manage data movement between classified and unclassified environments at the right security levels. And that's absolutely essential to managing uh, that, that, fl that flow of information. And that ties in the two things we're talking about here is APIs and security, because the APIs understand, hopefully, whether Otto Berkus has the right, the roles and responsibilities, the ability to see this data, to read the data, to write this data, or not see it at all. And that's, that's, the, that's the other security and trust piece. Absolutely. So you can really think of API management as both an enabler of, of velocity of development but it's equally important as you know, ensuring security and trust. Otto, this has been a fascinating conversation. Uh, we're almost out of time. Before I let you go, let's just talk briefly about some of the trends you're seeing and where we're going in the future. If we have this conversation in a year from now, what do you hope to see within the federal government around this idea of Agile and DevOps? Uh, so moving to you know, higher velocity development, more efficient development, and a greater focus ultimately on the customer, which is where the focus uh, really, really should be. You know, it's uh, it, it's not an easy transformation. Um, I think, you know, we touched on this earlier, but it's critical to have a, you know, an end-to-end -end assessment of what you actually have, the systems that you that you actually have, and then uh, to construct an architecture for the future system that 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 you want to create. Uh, but you have to keep it simple. Um, you know the the kinds of transformations that that we're seeing, the digital transformations that we're seeing, are are complex. They they require time, they require consistent effort, and um, you know don't try to do too many things uh, at once. It's absolutely essential to focus on outcomes because that's the only way that you're going to be able to measure if you're doing the right things in the right way at the right time. And um, it's important to take those outcomes and and you know, feed them back into uh, into your your development and um, engineering feedback loop uh, to adjust what you do. You know, you're gonna you're gonna do some things that don't necessarily you know yield yield the value that you thought. That's great to know, so you can invest 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 elsewhere. And um, you know, I think you need to take an integrated approach now uh, to how you develop technology. You know, technology can't be, um, you know, an, an isolated entity. It needs to be a partner. And you know, even within the technology organizations, it's critical to move to agile methodologies and to move to DevOps to really break break through the the, the different silos in the organization. And again, to really focus on on outcomes. Do you get a sense just? You know, in the last couple couple seconds we have here, that agencies get the, all the things you just went through, and they're they're moving in that direction. Are you seeing from your federal clients uh, this positive kind of step toward agile and DevOps? The desire is there, um, but I think there's often a, a challenge with start finding the right starting point. Um, so, you know, I I would highly encourage kind of decomposing the problem and not try to do too much at once. All right, excellent advice. Unfortunately, we are out of time. I'd like to thank my guest, Otto Berkus, the Chief Technology Officer for CA Technologies. Otto, thank you so much for your time today. It was absolutely my pleasure. You've been listening to the discussion Modern Software Factory for Government IT Modernization, sponsored by CA Technologies, on federalnewsradio.com and 1500 AM. For more on this discussion, visit federalnewsradio.com and search CA. 
Thank you for listening to the Modern Software Factory for Government IT Modernization discussion, sponsored by CA Technologies on Federal News Radio 1500 AM and federalnewsradio.com. The entire discussion is available on demand at federalnewsradio.com. Search CA Technologies.